0: Are we doing this? Really? Wait for it. Are we doing this? Wait for it. How? What the fuck? You give. And it's also. Eh, what the fuck? What's wrong with me? It's time for WTF. What the fuck?
1: With Mark Marin.
0: Okay, let's do this. How are you, what the fuckers? What the fuck buddies? What the fuck in ears? What the fuck nicks? What the fuck's the Bulls? What the fuck, of Malins? What the fuck Columbians What the a Ricans? What the a Uh, what the fucksters? What the fuck sticks? All right, that's it. That's as that's as far as I'm gonna go. Welcome to the show. I am Mark Marin. This is WTF. It's a pretty exciting week in my mind because I'm I'm like uh, look I I don't know if you know this about me but I have a propensity towards uh, being a fucking fanboy sometimes uh I'm, I'm not ashamed of it it's just sometimes i can't always it's very hard when i have to talk to actors who are playing roles that i dig because i can't really separate them from the role that i dig and i expect on some level in my mind to talk to the guy that they're playing i'm talking to john ham today and there's only a couple of shows that I watch regularly that I can't not watch. And one of them is Mad Men and one of them is Breaking Bad. So today I'm talking to John Hamm. On Thursday, I'm talking to Brian Cranston. Now, in my mind, you know, I'm talking to Don Draper and then I'm talking to Mr. White, Walter White. That's in my mind that, you know, that's that's I it's very hard for me to separate the, them from their from their roles because I've built a relationship with those characters Obviously, they don't know me, and in my mind, I know their characters. And in, in in my mind, I know these guys are actors. But there's something I don't know. I, yeah, I'm 47. Oh shit, just turned 48. Fuck me, god damn it, 48. Last week, it'll be. It, it's gonna be all right. It'll be all right. You know, it, it just keeps going. I should be. I'm excited to be alive. I don't feel old. I do feel uh, a little fat, but I, you know, again, we're not gonna do that. I'm a man. It's time for me to fucking man up and to act like a goddamn man. all right that's something that Don Draper does for the most part. something Walter White does in his own fucked up way. I just can't. when am I just gonna be comfortable? you know I'm not gonna I'm not gonna let me let me plug a couple of things first because I think I neglect to plug myself. I end up you know doing some promos for other things. I, I am going to be at the punchline in San Francisco November 2nd through fifth. Please come out. Love that club. Love that city. We had a great time there the last time. I'm going to be at the Neptune Theater in Seattle on November 25th. I know those dates are sparse, but I'm taking a few months off to get get to work on the book, to continue working on the book. I'm sitting here looking at this mountain of... uh, of, of writing I've got notebooks I've got these diaries that I I kept when I when I uh when my wife left me a week after my wife left me I was just going out onto the deck sitting there and writing this painful shit every day I'm looking through that stuff and I gotta tell you man just I I'm annoying myself reading that uh, how fucked up I was in the head But I think it's going to be good shit. So the dates are a little sparse. So those are those are those regional dates. Pacific Northwest, Punchline San Francisco, November 2nd through 5th, Neptune Theater Seattle, November 25th. I'll be around town here in L.A. doing some stuff. I don't really plug that. Oh, and I I forgot I have a CD out that I'm very proud of. This has to be funny. That's still on sale. That's been on sale for about a month. Uh, It did pretty well. It's doing pretty well. But if you didn't get it, I think you'd like it. This has to be funny. Available on iTunes and at Amazon. Or you can go to my website and order it. And I'll send you a signed copy of it. Maybe a couple stickers. Huh? A couple stickers? Hmm? Yeah. I'm going to be talking to John Hamm here in a second. And I got to get over this shit. All right. I'm over it. Let's move on. What? Why do I keep judging myself again? You know what? Let me read an email. Because I, I think there's something to, to be gleaned here. This just has a subject line, comments and suggestions. Hey, Mark, I've been listening for a while. Love the podcast. It is amazing that somehow your podcast, Mark, has become a character that I've heard change. When I first started listening, I listened because I loved comedy, and yours was a serious podcast about the art of comedy. The tone used to be so sharp and searching. Now it is mellowed and is more comfortable, so settled in itself, and I really enjoy listening to that voice. Thanks. I hope that was not too personal. Uh, that's from Clark. I, yo, look, I'm glad you hear that. I mean, some days are better than others, but I just got off the road and I'm carrying about like 10 extra pounds of biscuits and gravy and ice cream and cupcakes and baked goods. And I don't know. I, You know, I thought that there was a point as a man where I would just say, fuck it. I'm all right. Who gives a shit? You know, why? why do I have to work so hard or, or think about my goddamn body image? Am I a 15-year-old woman? And I know I've talked about this before, but Jesus Christ, I mean now I'm like I'm trying to do that ridiculous uh, 4 hour body diet. I can't read that book. I you know I someone gave me the book. Are you fucking kidding me? It's filled with science and math and and balancing things and then in the end it's just about it's a like a whole chapter or two about how to fuck for a long time. It's a crazy book. I just want to know what I can and can't eat and how am I going to lose this fucking weight so I feel more comfortable with myself. Here's I here's the test I do. I don't know if you ever do this as a man. Is Stand in front of your mirror in the bathroom and sort of jump up and down and just see, you know, how much jiggle you get, like how much of your body or what your skin has become this weird, you know, thin or not so thin layer of just like a a fat suit. Like, I just want to see, you know, how the fat suit is hanging on me. And I thought I was cool with this, man. I was ready to change pant sizes. I was ready to grow the fuck up and man up to just being comfortable, enjoying my fucking food, and living my life. No, no, that's not gonna happen. It's, it's apparently not gonna happen. So I don't mean to disappoint you, Clark. But, uh, but that whole uh, comfortable, settled-in-self thing Right now, I'm a self-settled in a uh, slightly fat suit for me, and I and I know, like you know, I, I don't want to offend people that perhaps have you know genuine weight issues. You know, I have genuine mind issues about weight, so now I'm on this website and I'm looking up foods I can eat, and it's basically there. You can't eat any any sort of sugar or or white flour or anything white. You can't eat. It's basically just meat and vegetables. And then I get to this point yesterday where I go over to a party over at my buddy Jonah Ray's house and I couldn't find anything to eat anywhere. I, didn't, I hadn't gone shopping and I was like famished and all I wanted to eat was fucking meat. And I get to this barbecue and there's just a, there's a few chicken breasts cooks some sausages, and then he throws a steak on the grill for me. And I sat there like an animal eating chicken, sausage, and steak with my hands. And I'd never felt so good in my life. I'd never connected so deeply in that moment to just the taste of blood. Awesome. I guess that's all part of it. It's part of this, uh, you know, man thing. Fucking blood, baby. Animal shit. Fuck it. I just, I didn't want to talk about this. I didn't want to talk about jumping and jiggling. That that was not the, the theme for today, jumping and jiggling. I mean, I've got John Hamm, arguably one of the most handsome men in the fucking world, coming in here. And I'm, you know, and I'm like, you know, thinking about jumping and jiggling. Unbelievable. So, whatever. I hear other dudes. There's plenty of dudes that talk about this shit. You know, this is how, this, you know, you just got to find your dudes. You got to find your, your, uh, your your slightly, uh, you know, uh, I don't know what you call it. Uh, You know, your dudes that are sort of have an inner 15, 16 year old girl who, you know, sit around and talk about that shit. It's not sports. It's not like, you know, man, kick some guy's ass. It's like, yeah, damn it. I feel fat. You feel fat? Okay. I, I don't think I can sell that as a show. But, you know, I'm just saying it happens. But there are other things that happen where I'm like, why can't I man up to this shit? I got home from the road. There's a stink in my house. And I knew the stink. I've had the stink before once, you know, since I've lived here. There was a rotting carcass of something under the house. and I And I... And I knew it had to be dealt with. Something had crawled under my house and died. I didn't know what it was. I assumed it was a possum. And, and quite honestly, the last time that happened, you know, I was ready to go under there. Look, in my mind, I was ready to go under there. I was going to deal with that thing. I was going to get a bag, put on a mask, you know, maybe a hazmat suit, you know, try to you know meditate on the fact that there's nothing scary about a animal corpse. But come on, let's be honest. There's something scary about any kind of corpse. This rotting, dead flesh of uh, you know, organic, ma- something that was once prancing around. It could come back to life. There's zombies all over the place now. Fucking zombie land out there. I've not seen a possum zombie. Oh, man, I just pictured it. Awful. I mean, they're pretty fucking awful. I'm not going to, you know what? I've talked enough about possums. So here I was in this predicament, and I had the same thoughts I had last time. Well, how long could it take to rot? yeah I can wait that out, but no, if there's one rotting thing under a small house, the entire house becomes just this shrine of death smell, and you're basically living in the spirit of the de- of the dead animal. I, that's what I was. my my house had become a some sort of shrine to dead rodent. And I'm like, all right, this is it, dude. this is the test. This is what you're gonna do. You're gonna get under there, you're gonna you you just put on some shitty pants and you're gonna fucking do it. You know, go under there with a bag, man up to this shit. It's just a dead animal. This is your fucking house. How long could it take? How long of your life could it take to just get this done? You'd be in and out in a half an hour, and you would feel great about yourself because you you dealt with it. You dealt with the dead thing, and you threw it away. So I meditated on that for a while, and then I called my friend Didi, who called her friend Jose, who came over to do this possum. This little guy doesn't speak English, suited up. Took him like 20 minutes, went under there. I felt guilty about it. It was some sort of white man's burden, bullshit guilt. Like, you know, I should be doing this. But then there's the other side of it. It's like, dude, you know, this is, it's easy for him. You give him 50 bucks, he wants 50 bucks. Why not? Just, you know, you don't have to live through this in your life. But then I got to live with the, the guilt of not doing So he goes under there. He pulls it out and he says, it's a rat. So now I got to deal with that. It's not even a possum. It's a fucking rat. Rats are horrendous. I never see rats around here. Now the knowledge, I I knew that rats were kind of everywhere, but I didn't know they were in my house or under my house. And these rats out here, I think that these South American rats are like huge. He pulls this thing out. He goes, rat. And I'm like, no possum. He goes, no rat. And I'm like, oh, fuck rat. God damn it. So I gave him sixty bucks. That was worth ten dollars extra. A rat, because I certainly, if I was under the house and dealt with a dead rat, I mean that would have been touch and go. I might have just freaked out, jumped up, smacked my head on the baseboards, and it might have been a, a tragedy under the house. Might have been two dead things under there. A rat. He goes, You want to look at it? He wanted to open the bag. I'm like, No, man, I don't want to look at it. I believe you. So now I got rats somewhere. They're out there. They're everywhere. We're surrounded. And my house has become a place where they come to die. God damn it. Fucking rats. Alright. I'm over it. Let's talk to John Hamm. Gotta get the rat out of my head. Decomposing rat out. Next time though, you guys. Next time. When this happens next year or the year after or even six months. Here's my goal. I'm gonna be fat and I'm not gonna give a shit and I'm gonna go under my house and pull a dead rat out without even flinching. This is my journey as a man. All right, mark my words, fat and rats. I'm going to overcome both of them. I thought about putting a central air, but you know, it seems to be an issue. If the crawl space isn't right or something. In your house house? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Isn't there a way they can put it under? Do you know about this kind of stuff? Can you install my ceiling fan after the interview? No. (laughs) You can't put in a ceiling fan? No. (laughs) Do you have any... uh, You know what?
1: Honestly? Yeah. I can. You, (laughs) You can? I literally can. I've done it before many times. Yeah. That was my, like, first... One of my, like, first jobs when I came to L.A. Was putting in electrician stuff? Like handyman Switch, yeah like switches and painting and ceiling fans and all that shit you were a handyman essentially
0: and so like you had a like a, a bunch of uh middle-aged women no it was actually okay. like a bunch of gay dudes oh so you had gay dudes that yeah. sat around going oh could
1: you just i just need <laughs> can you can make you- sure it's working do you do like tile
0: <laughs> and i was like oh, yeah they, they yeah, just would sure. they just uh, sit there watching you grout In the Cat Ranch garage, John Hamm is here with a beard. Why do I feel like I just saw you a week ago and you did not have a beard? You did see me a week ago, but I'm sure I had a version of this. Yeah, you got the thick uh, hair face. Sure. Now mine takes forever. So is that for something? No, it's just lazy. Yeah? Yeah. I don't like to shave. I I don't either. So, uh... Drag. It's, uh, yeah, and I always uh, cut my face up and it makes it feel weird. Do you ever get professional shaves? I've done it once. That's good though, right? It's better than doing it yourself. It's kind of nice. You lay down. You no, get it's the a hot it's a, it's a
1: lovely it's a lovely it's a it it, it seems like it should be luxurious, and yeah. then you realize like that's what ladies do with their business yeah. all the time every fucking day and almost. that's not like that's not luxurious at all no that's <laughs> like a that's like a procedure <laughs> yeah I I don't know when that I mean, happened God bless him like yeah Mazel tov, yeah but, holy cow that seems yeah. like a brutal yeah and then none of them describe it as anything but but a pain a in the horror ass show. Yeah. yeah,
0: but there was a time that I remember in my life, I'm a little older than you, where that didn't happen. You just took what oh, was there. It was <laughs> it was fine. Like good to go. Yeah, full hair,
1: I'm not concerned honestly, with it. I th- honestly I honestly think that's the lesson to be learned from from all of that. Yeah. Like
0: you're you,
1: you, we're we're good.
0: Yeah. We're kind of yeah, good. Yeah. Whatever yeah. you got is yeah. good. Yeah. yeah, we'll get past it. We'll get <laughs> we'll we'll, we'll <laughs> adapt. We will work with that. We're uh, yeah, I it's always well, you know, I think I've had the conversation uh before sometimes if there's too much attention paid to the grooming i'm, I'm uh, it's a little off putting i agree it's a little more information than i needed
1: yeah and, and it feels like there's an expectation you of know what? Of, of some kind of performance or or something that maybe i'm not prepared to,
0: wait, wait. to put in yeah so you think that they, there's an expectation on their part or you're waiting for it to do yeah, something, something different i yes. don't
1: know it's like if you look at a, at a car that's yeah. clearly been souped up. Yeah, yeah. You're like, right. oh, well, that's no, probably. I that's, hope I can drive that. I don't know, man. <laughs> it probably takes a lot of skill. <laughs> yeah, it
0: looks, looks a little out of my hands. So, uh, all right, now I I have to overcome a bit of, uh, like I'm a, you know, I'm actually a big fan of the show, of, of Mad the Podcast Mad Men, of Mad Men. Yeah, my podcast. No. <laughs> And it's, it's very... Uh, Thank you. A, and, uh, like, there's very few shows that resonate with me completely, but somehow or another, you know, that one has burrowed its way into the culture in a big way, and into my mind, you as a character. So I have to overcome some of that as we converse. Okay. Uh, because I know that you've been around comedy for a long time, but I've never met you before. But you were around before you did Mad Men, you used to hang oh, out yeah. at Largo and stuff, Largo, right? Largo, Bar. In
1: fact, I saw you at bar. I'm going to go with... 2001 2002 around Whoa, that, around that damn, world. really yeah um i was going to show i was it was a, it was a cheap way of of entertain it was a cheap form of entertainment yeah. i had no money right and and i knew guys in that world so i didn't have to stand in line i could yeah. call and say like hey yeah. can you put me on the list right and so for five bucks or whatever the cover was you could go and and hang out, hang out, and, and watch, have fun. Uh, people be funny, and it was it was it was right at the at the beginning of the wave of the Patton Oswalt's of and Death Ray of all those guys. Yes. and so it was super funny. Yeah, it jived. happened to jive with my particular sense of humor. Yeah, and it was people that were relatively around my age. So it was right. kind of like all right, like it was it was something to do. Yeah. And so, it wasn't going to a club and spending $100 and not getting laid and yeah, like yeah, yeah. whatever. I was just like- wow. Were you ever a
0: club guy? I could never-
1: I, can, I, I could never do it. I not. was kind of like, eh, I don't yeah. know what I'm doing here. Yeah. I feel like I'm wearing the wrong shirt <laughs> and, you know, like, <laughs> it's just it. never Right. <laughs> So I'm, like, I'm always five years too old really yeah and, uh, and have the wrong
0: i never could, yeah i could never do it so like but i never met you during that time so i never knew you was just like an actor dude was hanging around comedy i mean honestly like half the people in that world just assumed
1: i was like schrader's friend <laughs> was, like they didn't know I was, I was an actor at all oh really and then i remember, I, remember uh, I was playing cards with sarah silverman at yeah. one point yeah She was like, oh, my God, I saw you on TV. I didn't know you were an actor. I was like, whatever.
0: Yeah, so I come to it, though, like not knowing that, but knowing in retrospect and then, you know, getting familiar with you through your work completely and not knowing you as just this dude that was hanging around. So I've got to overcome this sort of idea that, like, holy fuck, I've watched every episode of this show. Like, I'm still not Hollywood enough to completely behave (laughs) <laughs> like a guy who's just sort of, eh, we're just kind of hanging out. We're in the same business. This character had a profound effect on me and profound effect on culture. And do you ever, I mean, as a guy who's playing that character, I know that it's got to come with a lot of baggage. But do you ever think about why it has such a profound impact as a as a masculine type? Uh, sure. I mean, I, I've thought, I've, I think about it a lot. I think
1: about a, a lot of aspects of the show. Why Why did it hit the way it hit? I mean, yeah. it's, it. it if you look at it in a vacuum, there's no way that show should have been successful. Right. Um, it was on a network that no one had heard of for for uh, for scripted television. Right. They went there to watch reruns of Die Hard yeah. and whatever. Yeah. Um. And it was a it's a it's a it's a very thinky show, which also not necessarily high up in our current cultural needs. Yeah. No,
0: absolutely um,
1: not. And 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 it, but it is pretty. It's it's pretty. Yeah. That's 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 the kind of the one thing it had going for it, and it had a guy uh, that created it that came off The Sopranos, right? So it it had enough to, to to tease people into watching it, right? But the fact that it has done what it's done, as you say, in the culture, is is mystifying, and and but I think there is some kind of uh, reason for it and and I but but what it is I really don't know. I I've I have a th- theories that yeah maybe we've swung so far to one one side with the kind of Apatow version right. of the of the you know sort of man child yeah. Adam Sandler sure. characters that yeah. that finally there needed to be this response or the pendulum had to swing the other way for this kind of classically masculine dad figure who is grown up even though he's got his own set of issues
0: well i mean there it but it's a complicated male character i mean it's not like even if it's not the apatow model or, or the man child model which you see a lot in comedies but even in in dramas you know those are fairly uncomplicated characters and this draper character is is pretty deep and pretty like mysterious and weird in a lot of ways, yeah. I
1: mean, it's and 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 it was, you know, it's 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 a hundred percent of of Matt's creation. I mean, he he could have, he could have made this a story about advertising in the '60s and blah blah blah, and not had any of that. Yeah. Um. But it's 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 a it's a credit to his storytelling, I think. Um. And and it's given the 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 series legs, I think as well to, to layer in this, this mystery and wh- how did this guy get here? And it's about America and what you can do in America in the post-war era of redefining yourself and what you were doesn't matter. And that's a very American thing.
0: And also inventing your know, modern advertising and inventing uh the american conception of uh what a modern man is
1: yeah that's the that's the kind of parallel uh story is
0: while yeah. this guy
1: is reinventing himself he's also explaining to the, the other the, his job is yeah. to tell you know the 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 public what they
0: want what yeah.
1: their what they're what will make them happy
0: and when you have discussions with uh with him what his wiener right that's his last name yeah, Weiner, yeah. Uh do you I mean how when he's directing you or or when he's you know helping you conceive of what where this guy's coming from outside of the script how much baggage does he put into your brain about what this is propelling
1: Um not a lot and and I think that's I, I think a big part of that is just I I have no problem uh trusting him Yeah uh and I don't demand Hey, where's this going? Like I don't I don't you know, I don't need it.
0: You're not that guy. I'm not
1: that guy. And uh but but I but I I I feel like the the trust has been well founded. I mean yeah. it's it's uh it's not like I'm um flying blind here. It's, right. I, I'm like, okay, I, I I get that you're gonna land this plane. Right. And I'm gonna go along for the ride and I'll do as as, as good a job as I can episode to episode. And we don't yeah. see the episodes ahead of time. We don't go into the writer's room and look at the board or anything. Right. Because uh, I I'd, I'd rather not. I yeah. mean, um, it's it's a it's an old sort of thing. But like playing the ending is no fun for anybody. Right. And you know spoiling it is like eh, you know you don't really want to know where it's going. And do you keep any of the suits? <laughs> Honestly, no. They're all. Uh, it's it's a weird. It's a super weird. Couple days at the beginning of every year because we go to this place up in Burbank that's this enormous warehouse called a Prop uh, house? Western Costume. Oh, okay. And it's 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 I'm not kidding, it's a, like a huge valley size block yeah. of clothes yeah. from everywhere, every era, yeah. every anything. And yeah. they just pull out this like big giant three racks of 1960 whatever and go, "All right, start trying them on." And it's like me trying on suits for 3 hours a day. And it's and it's uh they
0: pull and they're all they're actually old suits. Oh yeah and yeah. they've kept them that in that good a shape they're in amazing shape that's it's, unbelievable
1: and you know i think i think it was slattery or, or maybe it was bobby morris one of them had like one of burt lancaster's old suits had, had a thing in the middle of it oh really in the, in that the, the, it was
0: made for him yeah oh that's
1: trippy so yeah that's the that's the so they all go back obviously. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah, rented yeah but uh but they they look great and they're they, hot as hell oh my god they're like thick wool yeah yeah old timey how do you not sweat I do. And, yeah.
0: <laughs> That's... So you got to wear the, do you have the dress shields in there? Or? Come on, be honest. Is John Hamm wearing dress shields? I'm not wearing dress shields.
1: <laughs> no? I am wearing an undershirt. <laughs> okay. And we do have air conditioning. Yeah,
0: I do. Well, I, I just have, like, I'm a, I'm a sweaty guy, so I, I've had to deal with that embarrassment of, uh, I had to, when I hosted a show... Uh, in a fairly compromised environment, they had to put dress shields. in. I'm admitting that in front of uh, a, America first and, and John M, that I wore dress shields <laughs> on short attention span theater in 1992. Now, how do you get from where you started? I mean, I don't know uh, a lot about you. Then again, I you know I might be projecting Don Draper onto you. That I want you to have that backstory. Uh, like you know, I I want to know more about uh, your mom, the the hooker. And but I'm not you know, but that's not real, Mark. Did I say that out loud? Is that too meta? <laughs> what was your journey here like? I mean, what was the, uh, the well, how'd I, you start? I, I, Where'd you? I start? came
1: from. Uh, I was born and raised in St. Louis, uh, Missouri, and uh, oh my god, does anything happen there?
0: Yeah, Did it's you, a
1: good place to be from. Yeah,
0: you, have you seen the arch? Did you go up in the arch? Sure. Yeah, all right.
1: Yeah, our Cardinals good. baseball. Yeah. it's a good. It's a good place to be from, and it's a good place to be a kid. Like yeah. you get to be a kid for a pretty long time there. Which is nice. William Burroughs was from uh, St. Louis. I believe. went to I went to uh, John Burroughs High School. I wonder if it's his Louis. relation. Is that I the don't guy? who Think so. John Burroughs was like a Walt Whitman style oh, poet from no. like upstate New York. No, um, but it, it was a good place to be from. You know, I have a lot of good friends that are still there. But it's very much a place where you, when you grow up, you either work for your dad. Or you leave town, yeah. like it's just kind of <laughs> yeah. like you either yeah, kind of yeah. do the same thing everybody's been doing. There's not yeah. a lot of innovation happening in St. Louis, yeah. which is a drag. Um, but it is what it is. It's yeah. a very conservative place, and 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 for for whatever reason, I had uh, always kind of wanted to to get out of that that place. My, but I also had the ben. It sounds weird, but like the benefit of not having any kind of parents or anything. My both my parents passed away before I was 20. Wow. So I was sort of. Very much a
0: vagabond by the time I got out of college, you weren't like so when you were, uh your father passed away when you were twenty, yeah, and your mom passed away when you were younger, when I was ten, yeah, wow, um
1: but so I lived in a lot of basements <laughs> <laughs> of uh, of what of other people's other homes? people's <laughs> homes, yeah. I lived in, a, I was a surfing the, couches for quite a bit. In the 70s? Uh, no, in the in the 90s. In the 90s? So it was, uh, thank God grunge was in because I was, I was, I did not, there were not a lot of showers. Oh happening. God, really? But, uh, but so I, you know, I was, I was like always kind of hustling and, and working jobs and waiting tables and bartending. I taught school for a little bit and- uh, What'd you teach? I taught acting actually. I went back to my old high school and, and talked to my old uh, theater teacher and who had, by that point had gone, who had been- crazy overwhelmed with the students that wanted to take acting class and improv and yeah, like yeah. fun kind of, you know, yeah. stuff that would make their college application look a lot yeah, yeah. broader. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and he was a really good teacher and a really kind of charismatic guy. And I saw, so I was, I came up to him and I said, Hey, why don't I take half your course load off you? And, and I, I'm cheap. You You'll pay me, you know, half of
0: what a regular teacher would call it, not the cost, and I'll be like an intern guy. And did you did you think that that was it for you though? I mean, at that moment when you decide to go back to no, you know, I, it was a means to an end. I, I needed a job, and you were just trying to figure out what the hell to do.
1: Yeah, and it was a it was a job that didn't. You know, I, it was getting up at like eight o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Seven o'clock in the morning was a drag. And but what grade were they? Eighth, ninth through eleventh. Oh boy! So it was eighth uh, through eleventh. Sorry, so, and uh, and uh, it was a trip. I mean, it was a real like kind of thing but it was a thing to do every day and yeah i had responsibility and you you're know shaping, when you're 23 yeah. 24 or yeah. whatever you that's you need that kind and of shaping thing.
0: young minds shaping young minds. have you heard from any of your past students that are like dude one of my students is on the office right now how how what are the odds of that and was in bridesmaids that's amazing yeah which one ellie kemper the oh, she, the redhead girl she's funny she's very funny yeah Did you know uh, when uh, she was in ninth
1: grade that uh, she had... She was was very talented when she was young. She and her sister, actually, they're both... uh,
0: Her sister writes on The Office. They're both incredibly talented kids. And they were back when
1: they were 15, 14 years old. It was hilarious. That's
0: unbelievable. All right, so you're teaching, then do you hit a wall? You, like, got to get out?
1: They actually asked me to come back for a second year, and I was, at that point, going to turn 24, 25, whatever it was. And I was like, well, I'd love to, but if I don't go to L.A. now, I'll never
0: go. I know,
1: like, St. Louis will just... Keep me here
0: So what did you study In college though To to have this dream In place I I was a
1: a theater I I had a scholarship For theater Oh okay Um, But I was an English major
0: oh yeah me too
1: um, which is useless but, yeah it is I mean you know, you, it's you, useful you, but it's useless you read some good books right? yeah you read books You, and you maybe get...
0: a few cliff notes yeah didn't finish that one uh, how's it end how's
1: it end <laughs>
0: <laughs> which one's Beowulf <laughs> yeah, he's a why monster. did I take this class yeah. again he's a monster right but yeah, he's a good monster guy? is he a
1: good guy or a bad guy just give me just broad strokes if yeah funny. yeah but uh, so yeah so I, I figured if I don't go now I'll never go I had a buddy Paul Rudd who was out here and, and kind of making it big how'd you know him he went to KU with my high school girlfriend's older brother, so they would kind of come back as like the cool older older kids right. on on Saying weekends. like, "You to come like, out,
0: man! Yeah, come hang out! Like, yeah, it'd yeah, be yeah. really fun." And he did all right like, for himself. He's doing just fine. How did? He, didn't he start with Neil Labute and that crew? Like the well, you know,
1: Rudd started in Clueless, right? That was his big breakout. Thing. So he, how old is he Heckling, then?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's so young. Twenty five. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: But so I figured like, all right, I know at least one person. Right. And I'll make one phone call and we'll see what happens. Yeah. And, and I've never been shy about asking. Part of the benefit of living on people's couches and in their basements is you don't get shy about asking for help. Yeah. Um, and, and for the most part, people are, if you're a good guy and if you're a relatively responsible human being, yeah. they'll help you. Yeah, if they're not walking around the house going like, "Why is this why broken? Is it, why is he
0: still here? <laughs> he yeah, he why eats he's
1: everything.
0: Never flushes the stop. Shitting on the carpet. <laughs> yeah. We got to get rid of this we ham guy. Like, just murder him. It's fucking horrendous. I think he's still sleeping now. It's noon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was definitely the case. <laughs>
1: yeah, well. but um, but no. So so it's um. It, that and then I came out here and it's like, all right, get time to find a job. Yeah. And I was an extra on the pilot of the practice.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. I yeah.
1: actually was cleaning out my uh, office two days ago and I found my pay stub from like sessions or central casting or whatever. Yeah, yeah, from yeah. That,
0: from that thing, I made two hundred bucks. And what'd you do? You just did you ham it up as an extra? Kind of,
1: <laughs> I think I was. Just, I, honestly, I think I was asleep. Oh really? Almost the entire time. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I was, I was, I was extra in like the. You know, it's a big law show, so I was like in the jury, not in the jury, but in the like right in the observer, in the, thing. the gallery, or yeah. The, yeah. And yeah, so yeah. I'm like, I think I, I honestly think it was my choice to fall asleep. I was like, <laughs> I'm making a choice. Yeah, yeah.
0: I'm
1: gonna yeah, be yeah. asleep. Why? Up, somebody's got to be.
0: Yeah, yeah. I've been up all night too. but He didn't say that. No, <laughs> do you mind if I just snooze? I'm gonna. I will not snore. What was uh, the first real job? first
1: real job was like doing, doing talking part was on uh, a show called uh providence yeah
0: i remember that kind nbc of, yeah uh
1: and it was it was a guest star one one episode guest star and yeah. i was i it was one day of shooting but it was an like an 18 hour day yeah. Like a crazy
0: long Was day. it in that moment that you realized, like, fuck, this is a real job? I was job. like, holy shit, yeah. yeah.
1: And I was like, I'd never done anything where I had to, like, hit marks. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was this long, crazy, steady cam tracking shot that they were doing. Yeah, and, yeah. and I like, kept missing my mark, and I was, like, sweating and just, like, how, how am I not doing this right? And <laughs> yeah, I yeah, yeah, Melanie Mayron uh, directed it, who remember yeah. from 30-something. Right. And she couldn't have been nicer and sweeter, and the camera crew was really nice but i was just i was i was terrified
0: i just don't know like in my experience with uh going out on roles i i'm not really an actor i'm just myself and uh just that waiting to go in and just how many years of that did you do for television i mean sitting in a hallway with me, 10 guys look kind of like you, like you. Yeah, it took me horrendous. it took me
1: 3 years uh, well, that's not bad but to do to, where i where i went on a lot of auditions but got absolutely nothing it's heartbreaking isn't it well it's it's depressing it's uh you know it's it's it, i was listening to polar on this and and there's like she was saying something about like there's that thing where you go and you under prepare because you're like right. man i you don't just, even care like, yeah whatever yeah. and yeah. then you realize like that's not a great that's <laughs> it's really right, a, that's a really terrible idea right. um but but there is there is like such a thing of like kind of wanting it too much and you where you're just if you're so invested because there's so many things yeah, to where you're like, are you really gonna like beat yourself up because you didn't get like cop number two on L.A. Med? Right, you know, you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. really? Like, all right, on to the, like on to the next one, like there. So you you do develop a, a very thick skin in a sense of like, all right, there's something else that's, that's gonna you have to. And part of that is being young, I right? Mean, I was you know twenty five, twenty six, twenty seven years old. You're like. Phew, I got plenty of time.
0: But in your mind, did you think uh, were you were you gunning for stardom, or were you just wanting to work? Did you think you uh, see yourself as a serious actor? Or? Yeah,
1: I mean, I, I did because yeah. I that's what I'd done in college. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right, I've I've done this stuff. Like, yeah. I can I can you know deliver important sounding words in order.
0: Uh-huh. Um, so so yeah and and that's that's John Hamm's description of acting (laughs) (laughs) serious acting delivering important sounding words in order and improv is uh, (laughs) wearing hats and dancing yes I know that and (laughs) and beards occasionally you gotta throw a beard
1: on Um, but so yeah I mean I I, was I sort of gunning for being Tom Cruise absolutely not no Um, you know my, my the guy I always wanted to be most like was a guy like Jeff Bridges Oh, he's... A... Who's just kind of always been awesome. Yeah, always. And 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 then, like,
0: lives in Montecito. Yeah, but you, you think about that guy's career and how long he's fucking been around, it's yeah. baffling. Yeah. And I and I just saw his brother in some TV show last night. That must be a tough relationship. <laughs> <laughs> the Bridges boys. I think, they, I think they both have their... They do all right. They
1: both, they both have their, you know, slots to fill, as it were.
0: So, all right, so you do some TV work, and then, like, leading up to... Because, like, I can't imagine... Yeah, I've never been uh, given the gift of, of blowing up uh or you know, or even having heat. I've always sort of simmered along <laughs> with 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 periods of uh, having a broken burner. But uh but I can't imagine what it must feel like to uh to have the type of attention you're having. But what before we get to that though, I mean leading up to that, I mean, what was the auditioning process for Mad Men? I know you've probably talked about this, but maybe we can figure out some other way to go. Well
1: it was it was one one of the things about it was it was I was kind of coming off like the worst year I had had uh, kind of professionally since I had worked. Were you um, making a living? I was making a lot of a money because I was on a, a TV show for three years. So okay. I like bought a house and like. Which show? My, uh, it was called The Division. Right. It was on Lifetime, okay. Television for Women.
0: Right. So it was like off the radar and all that. Yeah, but it was
1: still a job. Money. Sure, yeah. Right. And yeah.
0: I did almost 70 episodes of it. Oh, so oh, it was shit. like,
1: it was on, I was on it for three years. It was a good gig. So you had a reel, anyways. I mean, people could see you work. Exactly. Yeah. And I got to chase bad guys and yeah. you know, hit them with guns and do all that yeah. fun. We could never shoot our guns because that was cost money, but you could you could hit oh, them. Really, with... it's a budgetary concern? <sighs> totally. That, you know,
0: so you just had to know You have to it. bring
1: an effects guy in. You have to do a whole thing. I'm, I'm not kidding. That's, that that was They had to add our... the
0: gun afterwards or you you literally couldn't shoot? No, no, no.
1: There, there has to be like a,
0: oh, there a whole other
1: crew person involved whenever so, firearms
0: uh, so So did did you just cut? We never shot people. <laughs> we never shot our guns. <laughs> You're dead. <laughs> Bang. Just believe me. <laughs> Trust yeah. me. Yeah. I got
1: you. <laughs> Um, that'd be a good show actually. but anyway it was it was a great job and it was really fun but that had ended and then I had auditioned for another pilot which I got and then got fired off of yeah um, and then the season that the, the following season was the season where I had gone up for literally seven pilots and had not gotten any of them, so you, you go through this whole process of audition, 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 test, yeah, no, yeah. Audition, uh, audition, 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 yeah.
0: test, yeah,
1: no, yeah, seven times.
0: Test means you go in for the suits, you go in for all the network
1: guys, yeah. and they go like me, yeah. yeah. And uh, so Mad Men came around, and I, I got the script, and the little cover sheet was like, it's for AMC. It's this like it was the last one of the bunch. It was yeah. way
0: late in pilot yeah.
1: season. I had to go in on a on a on a pre read mm. because the casting directors were out of New York and they didn't know me, they weren't familiar with me. So you mean on tape? No. Well, yeah, but but meet the casting directors basically right. and read it. So that was the first one and I was like, Oh man, like what? What is this? Like what is this thing? Yeah. And I AMC. like started started rea- I started reading it and yeah. I was like, Oh wow, this is really good. Yeah. And then I read the whole and I read the whole thing like in ten minutes, and I was just like, I walked into to my girlfriend. I was like, "This is the best script I've ever read,"
0: and I threw it on the thing. And what she, was it exactly? That, like, at what page did you say? Like, why is that guy? So you know,
1: funny? it was it was somewhere in in uh, in the first probably five pages of just like, and then when you realizing I'm not, I don't think I'm spoiling this for anybody at this point, but like when you realize at the end when he goes and he sees this, you see the guy's married. Yeah, I was like. Pfft all right
0: yeah this yeah, is yeah. this is and, good so the big twist yeah and, and then and i
1: kind of did a little digging i was like all right this guy's from the sopranos it's a real deal like yeah, yeah. i don't know what amc's deal is right. no one does right but here's an opportunity right and so i started literally on the very very bottom i couldn't have been had to talk about heat couldn't have had less heat on me nobody right. knew who i was right the casting directors didn't know who i was i wasn't on anybody's list right and they had lists they wanted you know they wanted. to Whoever fill in the blank
0: of like sure TV star movie star do you know like now has it been
1: the funny thing was I think they had gone they went to Thomas Jane uh uh, for it and they were told that Thomas Jane does not do television
0: Mm -hmm.
1: uh now starring in Hung by the way yeah yeah um so it was uh (laughs) (laughs) you guys friends uh I I don't think I've ever met him but Uh he's a wonderful actor yeah um and I love that show yeah but um it's uh so so you know and and then. The process goes where I come back, I come back, I come back. I came back probably seven times. By the time I've got the part,
0: I had performed every line of dialogue in the script, the pilot script. You probably you at knew some it. point. Now, when you okay, so just as an actor, yeah, I don't know what your process is, but when you were because I know that when you go into auditions, you're supposed to make choices. Now, in your mind, when you read that guy, at least the first couple of times, you know what were some of the things that you thought. Well, the the. Honestly, like the the thing that that struck
1: me the most was that this guy reminded me of my dad. Um, and what'd your dad do? My dad was a. Uh, our family was in the trucking yeah. uh, business, like heavy hauling semis and really? all that stuff. Yeah, in St. Louis. St. Yeah. Louis used to be a big uh,
0: trucking sort of hub. freight
1: yeah. hub because it was right on two rivers and it was right in the middle of the country. So anything that came on barges from north or south came to the middle, and then they would disperse it.
0: Right. Did he um, own trucks? Yeah, we had a fleet of trucks. So you spent
1: a lot of childhood time in a semi. I spent a lot of time in a garage, that's <laughs> for sure, which was great for a kid like forklifts just, and like giant wrenches. Right. Also, just you seen
0: your dad bent over an engine,
1: kind <laughs> of like you he know, was not quite that hands-on. Oh he no? was he was the owner of the <laughs> okay, company. Okay, All right, we had mechanics for okay, that. All right, um, but he was he was still very he was a very like capable guy, like right. that classic. He was born in 1933, served in Korea, like classic oh, right. kind of dad like so oh, let, me, certain- let me take a look at it see if I can fix it cigarette yeah, yeah. hanging out of his mouth bald oh you know? yeah 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 so it was uh, it very much reminded me of this guy who and my dad had a lot of sadness in him too and he was, he was uh, his first wife passed away suddenly um, my mother his second wife uh, passed away at a very young age they were divorced at that point but still that's yeah. a bummer and, do you remember
0: um, that pretty well? your mom passing away yeah vividly yeah no fun was it a a, uh she had cancer
1: she had cancer and yeah it was it was no it was no good was she
0: married to someone else at the
1: time no no no. she was single i was living with her she got custody and my i'd go every other weekend to my dad's yeah and uh yeah she had just massive rapid abdominal cancer that back in the day you know this is 1980 there was really in St. Louis obviously it's not like we're living in the Mayo Clinic or anything yeah. or you know Manhattan where right. there's up to date right. blah 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 but there was just no treatment it was kind of like well cut it out we'll see what we, we'll see what we can do yeah and they took out a bunch of her colon and they didn't get it all and then it was in her liver and her stomach oh. and that's a wrap and
0: you were there the whole
1: time yeah it was it was not fun it was not a not a good time mm. uh, and you're 10 so you have no the fear of that, like, you know, wh- what happens now? Well, there's, but you have no uh, mechanism to deal uh, with it right, either, right? There's uh, just nothing there. You have no, so you have family. Yeah. And you have, uh, you know, friends, but your friends are 10. Like, <laughs> what are they going to be? <laughs> is it, yeah. Hey, man. I've wanna, been
0: through this. Yeah. 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 You're not going to, like, get <laughs> have a, a drink. Let's see, talk we're not going to get a beer and, like, <laughs> yeah. you know,
1: commiserate. Yeah. It's going to be like, you want to play kickball? Yeah. All right. right.
0: That's the best we can do. That's yeah. all we got. Yeah. And,
1: uh, and so, but, but it, you know, it is it's the the lamest expression in the world but it is what it is and you can't you can't you know do anything but get through it yeah so anyway th- that's kind of w- literally what i thought of when i thought of this character was this guy who is living what seems to be a wonderful life and yet is is somehow um deeply deeply uh dissatisfied and uh, and and how much we as kind of America, and then I go into my little th- right. theorizing thing of like how much that re- represents America at that time, and what was shifting after we just won this kicked ass in this World War, and we were riding high, and everything was going great, and then all of a sudden it's like, wait, is it? Right. Is it great? Right. Kids seem to be bummed out. Why are the kids freaking out? Right. Why is everybody taking you know acid and smoking pot? And right. Like, why is that Bob Dylan character so? You know, yeah. di- bummed, you know, yeah. dissatisfied. And he seems to be, you know, and it's like, isn't it great? It's great. We all got cars and yeah. there's malls and air conditioning and yeah. refrigerators yeah. and ev- it's better than it's
0: ever been. And everyone's kind of like, mm, really? yeah, yeah. I'm bummed out. Right. Right, the the truth started to percolate underneath yeah. the, the character, uh, and so that's that's the sort of the metaphor is that you know because your character has this darkness and sort of hangs out in beatnik places, and yeah. he does that business or, or but, just
1: looking for something,
0: right? Like what is what are you looking how, for? How do Whether you... it's
1: banging some random lady that's not his wife or right. he's looking for something, right? And ha- always has been his whole life. Did I did, did you identify with that in any way, or did you just sort of transpose? it? Uh, onto sure, him? a little bit. I mean, I think I think that's. I don't think that's necessarily uniquely male, right? But but I do think it's um, human. Human meaning certainly, but also like there's also there's there's something American about that. We are kind of raised as Americans arrogantly arrogantly insecure arrogantly insecure. (laughs) Sort of like I deserve something. Yeah. What is it? I I
0: live here. I don't know. (laughs) I'm entitled. The the bet.
1: I mean, and and it's honestly like it's getting to the point now. Where it's crazy, the 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 arrogant, the arrogance, entitlement, uh, entitlement yeah. of people who who it's like, kind of like why are
0: you what do you do why are yeah. you famous why yeah. why are you why are right. we giving you anything sure yeah. you know, when the when the dude there's no from, shortage of that in this town well, yeah
1: because <laughs> and and the honest reason
0: is is because somebody's watching somewhere right but I think also it's in not unlike the the show that uh, you know we it, we have a a, a very capitalism in this country has a great history of hucksterism sure and and i think that advertising is sort of you know uh elevated romanticized hucksterism well and it's 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 uh,
1: it all gets back to the freak show
0: yeah just look at the freak show want to go see the freaks yeah all right carnival's in town let's go
1: look at it but it's uh, it's the most popular it costs a nickel Yeah, yeah. I mean, how how different is Jersey Shore from a freak show? I mean, just watch, stick them in a cage, and watch them all beat each other up, and
0: isn't that hilarious? Well, they and they right, most of it is freaks now. All of it, Uh, whatever it is, Kardashians, uh, hoarders, hoarders. yeah, intervention on some level, anything. We should have some human engagement with that stuff. I mean, like the the hoard, especially that whole type of show with hoarders and uh, the obsessive shows and those kind of shows. Like it's just a way for people to judge themselves against something. Sure, they're not. I feel better. I feel better about me that's because right. I'm not. And I, that. and I think that's horrendous. The Jersey Shore people seem to be proud to be freaks. But I was actually a fan of freaks as a kid. Did you ever go to a real freak show?
1: Um, <laughs> no, but I did see that
0: movie Freaks. That, right,
1: that, that I, I was 30s com- weird movie. See, I was that- so
0: obsessed with that shit. And I went to the New Mexico State Fair to see real freaks. <laughs> and I went to see the guy with the with the elephant feet. And I, I walk into this room, and there's just this little dude sitting in like a Tarzan outfit, but he's got these horrendously deformed feet with toes sticking out in the weird place. And you just go in there, and he's like, You want to touch it? And I'm like, No, no, I got it. I want to go. <laughs> I,
1: wanna, I just want to go home. I want to take a shower. <laughs> well, there became this thing, too, at like, what was it, in like 90. 90- three or yeah. ninety four ninety two maybe where there was the it was like a right around when Lollapalooza was a big deal yeah. and there became this kind of nouveau freak show yeah thing. they sort of burlesque slash
0: right. Mexican restaurant, wrestling, wrestling slash yeah. freak show and yeah. that that became kind of cool again. yeah Jim like Rhodes Jim Rose yeah. Circus yeah, side yeah. show
1: yeah and there was a dude who'd bang a nail through
0: his dick or yeah, whatever it was and yeah, he'd be yeah. like wow, wow yeah. what are we watching yeah aren't you supposed to do that at home this that's, this, that's, this, is fun right yeah yeah no there's some weirdness but I mean in ter- like with, with with Mad Men though like I guess I'm sort of fascinated with the uh, well, how you align the emotions with you know so you just had a good script and you were able to sort of, you know, uh, internalize what you thought this character was, and you, you like in terms of physical choices or anything else, you don't have any recollection of wh- how you played that? Um,
1: I, my, yeah, I do, in fact. And and they were and they were very uh, conscious on my decision, uh, especially once I had I had known early on that Don Draper was not who he w- who who he says he was. I knew he was a different. They person. told you that once yep. you got the job. Yeah, right. Um, so I knew the backstory before you got the part when i got the part oh right
0: okay and uh and uh did you have to sign some oath of no no, no. Oh, I, okay.
1: I just I, I had dinner with matt and he was like you want to know the backstory i was kind of like yeah it would help i'm playing the game. let me know <laughs> if it's uh, I, <laughs> yeah. I basically said if it's something i need to know then yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. and he goes you probably should yeah <laughs> and so he, he launches on this whole thing i'm like wow yeah like what yeah and uh i was like okay yeah good to know yeah and uh but but i did i do make very conscious decisions especially when when Don Draper is being Don Draper in the office he has a very sort of uh almost arrogant carriage about him do you talk about physicality right he's very stand I'm I'm 62 right um and I'm relatively broad and I think his carriage is a very kind of confident uh, say, uh like a whenever you meet anybody that's a that's a real salesman yeah you, you you're kind of thrown by how Forward, they are because sure, that's just, their entire thing. Is just like yeah, they penetrate you know, every cell yeah, of your whatever body. Whatever you, do, whatever you're, you're like, you're overwhelmed, mind. right? And I, I very much took that to kind of in in my physicality of of being Don Draper is this guy who's on it, right? He is in charge, yeah. And that's like standing up straight and being sort of you know kind of shoulders back and like let's go and let leader of men kind of right. Thing. And and it's very different when when it's. either in california or he's 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 dick he's he's who he really is right is this kind of shy uh um different guy
0: yeah because he can be himself
1: he can be himself he can like he can like relax
0: and with betty there's this other thing that you know that there's
1: betty there's like he's kind of playing a role there too like but it's it's closer to to don obviously it's this kind of like masculine ideal that that he
0: knows she wants yeah um, and then the two sort of de- start to break apart when you realize you don't have control over her as. A- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. I mean, it's a
1: it all comes, you know, the the, the the chickens come home to roost, obviously, when when she finds all of the
0: information. And, that's pretty. And, that's a gnarly scene.
1: Yeah, it was. A, it was really hard to shoot, too. And it was one of those things where it was um it was a scene that kept getting moved mm-hmm. because we. Just couldn't deal couldn't, with it. Yet. <laughs> no, no, no. It wasn't that. It was like we ran out of time or yeah, we were yeah, going yeah. overtime and we couldn't. We, our show is, is produced on a shoestring, basically. Um, So we could never really do overtime. So right. we hit 12 hours and I'm like, sorry, we got to pull a plug. And are like, fuck. Like yeah. I've been preparing the scene, like, really want to get it done. And it's like, I'm thinking about it, thinking about it, thinking about it. And finally, like, it, w- it was stuck in the middle of a day, like, where we had a bunch of stuff to do. And I was just, it was, it was a weird thing to be like oh sh- we're doing that now the most pivotal scene
0: of the series
1: okay yeah, uh yeah can i get a minute <laughs> yeah, yeah it was You're like right. me, oh man let me put together my breakdown but it was uh but it, it, it was it was great i mean and, and part of it was you know having worked january for so long and 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 a lot of the people on the on the crew as uh-huh. well like there's a very um it's a very comfortable set people are very comfortable with each other
0: so that that really helps and i i guess people i have to assume that you must have some Uh, set design fetishists on there that just respect the period so fucking deeply. I don't know where they come up with all that stuff. I mean, a lot of it's
1: built um, oh, but a lot, so, yeah, yeah. A lot of it's just man, you know they create, they, they make it. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. Uh, but a lot of it is, you know, the, the, that's what these guys do for a living. Yeah, but that's sometimes they, they
0: Sometimes like it's not done well. You no, know, like some, some people are bad at their jobs. Uh, yeah, I've, I've never seen it done that well. I mean, I think that's sort of the, some of the power of it is that you actually enter that that. World. It helps. It certainly helps. Yeah, I mean, because especially the
1: old Sterling Cooper set, which was basically an entire stage. Yeah, that was just one floor of this building. Yeah. And it was, it was just awesome. Yeah. Like, we'd walk on that thing. Where and, was that, and, Silver Cup? Where'd no, you no, no. Sh- you did it here? We, we shot the pilot in Silver Cup. Oh, we okay. shot We shot the, um, we shoot the show here downtown. But people would walk on that set and, like, kind of lose their mind. They'd be like, oh, my God. We're in it. This is amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, because there's not, there's not like fake. I have the same thing. Like when I walked on the Thirty Rock set, I was like, "This looks exactly like Thirty Rock. Like yeah, it looks. Yeah. Yeah. They have the little NBC logos yeah. on the on the carpet, and the elevators yeah. are the same. And it's you're you're like, oh my god. Talk about somebody that's good at their job. Yeah. And uh, but theirs is way more broken up than ours. Right. Ours was literally one whole floor. Right. So you really feel like you're walking into a, an office.
0: So did you is there, is the
1: next series all done are you psyched or i'm very psyched i'm going to direct the first episode really and uh yeah have you ever directed no no theater or anything theater yeah like in college right and it was i remember it being the most terrifying experience because it was completely out of my out of my hands Mm -hmm. and going when i had to put up my directing scene or whatever for class yeah thinking like i'm gonna shit my pants yeah Uh, this is like i'm terrified like I, I, I please do, please do a
0: good job, guys.
1: <laughs> yeah, and then the rest of it is, and then yeah, it went yeah, yeah. great. And I was like, oh god, like it's it's
0: it's well, crazy. Entering a, I like I don't, I know that when you direct theater, whether you're if you're directing a movie script that you know there's a lot of uh, choices to be made that you might not have to make in a in a set piece no, t- right
1: tv shows are are it's it's directing for dummies and I'm not, but, ta- I'm not taking away from a lot there are a lot of fantastic television directors but you don't have to do what you do whether when you direct a play or 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 a film right you don't have to establish the world you don't have to make right. every decision a lot of that stuff is made for you and you're and so you looking at it that way as a way to get your feet wet <laughs> yeah and- Exactly. I mean, I think it's 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 going to be a lesson in you know managing people and and communicating and and trying to get what you want and also doing it economically. I mean, we we shoot a lot of pages in a very short amount of time. And your girlfriend's a director, right?
0: Or in she's
1: a she's a writer and actress and yeah. just directed her first film. So right. I, I kind of watched that. I watched her do that. She was in the film that she directed too. So it was like back and forth i did a movie with ben affleck the town that that he I saw that he uh also directed and was in so i'm like watching these people do that and i'm like all right it's possible it's not it's yeah, not when, impossible on a
0: film set it's just fucking mind-blowing though you know, just, yeah hey, especially it's... with like you know guns and blow ups yeah. and all that other stuff but you, now when you do uh i mean i think that must be a big a big like how how do you approach this ex- the expectations of uh, of John Hamm, the uh, the product now, like I mean, I have to assume that on some level you're being offered a lot of stuff. People see you a certain way. I mean, I've seen you do comedy, and it's interesting that, like, sometimes in in comedy, I, are you expected just to play against type? Uh, is that what you prefer?
1: You know, I don't I don't know. It's a it's a it's Let a, me just show up. It's a hard it's a hard question to answer because I don't think there really is an answer. I mean, I I like to work with people who I like, um, so when I get offered things uh it's it's kind of like all right do i do i like that guy's work do i do have i seen
0: anything he's done but do you get the feeling that like because of who you are uh uh, as draper and as as, and the impact that had on the culture that everyone's going to see you that way so you get it sort of built in uh funny thing if you just act different maybe maybe that's (laughs) it i mean honestly
1: like i got i got super lucky in that for whatever reason, Lorne Michaels decided he wanted me to host SNL. Yeah, and and you were funny, and, and, and I and I was like, oh, oh yes, yeah. But the yeah. first, honestly, the first time I was offered it, I turned it down because Jen and I had a had a vacation plan, and they wanted me to do it right in the middle of the vacation. I was like, I'm sorry, we're going to Greece, like
0: we we've uh-huh. never been. Yeah, and and I was I was kind of like, well
1: that ship sailed
0: well that's but that is a sign of uh uh, on some level that you you feel fairly confident in your success I mean honestly no I was kind (laughs) of like
1: I would I would love to have done it I I, I wish I could say yes not at another
0: point in your career you wouldn't have said like uh Jen we can't go to Greece (laughs) maybe I
1: mean (laughs) come on you you gotta pick your battles (laughs) yeah yeah that would have been a real tough ask but uh but they came back and said and said we'd love to have you this week instead and And i said oh my god yeah definitely
0: as a fan of comedy do you like are you nervous about doing comedy do you are you very much so
1: because i don't feel like i'm i'm a i don't feel like i'm funny yeah uh in the way that professional funny people are funny and that they think about structure and like here's how you build it and blah 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 i i I don't have that and i don't have that thing that like hater can do or daryl hammond or forte like these people that can pull these characters out of their mind oh, just turn on this and make juice. them
0: fully realized oh, yeah. in
1: four seconds
0: haters fucking baffling. he's a genius I yeah. mean the guy I, I, I've never seen anybody it's unbelievable I said I had him on a live show dude and he was sitting right there and and, and I, I asked him and I didn't want to but too many people asked me to have him do his Alan Alda but anything he does like this is giving me this whole weird appreciation of people in our business is that when I talk to them or I'm sitting right next to them it's, it's really the best seat in the fucking yeah. house and when they turn on the juice for an audience and you're just sitting like this close you're like holy fuck he's like a wizard it really is I, it's I, unbelievable I, I
1: mean polar's the same way honestly
0: yep. like she she did stuff on that show she's an all star these are people that spend their lives in front of audiences all too. stars I mean, and just
1: like so i'm i'm happy to i'm happy to be in the room
0: But you did the bridesmaid thing and you uh, and you made some very definitive choices and yeah. you trusted the script and you were that guy yeah no it was <laughs> and, and
1: again it's like it's listen uh, the fact that I get asked to do that kind of stuff and I'm telling you as a man great.
0: you know uh uh ask nudity for a joke is you know that's a big choice and you know I I think that you know, did you have to struggle with that at all I, I don't I don't know <laughs> you know if you're asking you know it's
1: like it's like it's always that thing where like the girls lay in there mm-hmm. half naked anyway so right. you're kind of like well here we are yeah you know here we I, go I gotta meet you halfway right it's only fair it's only fair yeah uh yeah but and 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 again like I, I, wig is another one, like another person who you just, your you're like, I don't understand what you do. So that's been my kind of thing. I don't, I don't find myself particularly funny in, in that way, but I'm happy to be, you know, most comedy needs a straight man too. So I'm happy, I'm happy to be, to be that guy.
0: Yeah. When you talk to your uh, representation or whatever, because I mean, you know, I'm not trying to pry or, or anything else, but I mean, I have to assume I saw you in the town and I saw you in the, the bug movie. Um, with the raining bugs, uh, the metal oh, bugs, uh, yeah, yeah they there stood still. Yeah, I mean, when you chose those rules, I mean, they they were what would you call them? Second lead or, or supporting? Supporting, or, sure. Right now, we're. I have to assume that you've had some lead. You probably have something coming out, or something's going to happen. Or
1: um, I've had a lot of lead things uh, thrown to me, but most of it's been stuff that I haven't really liked. Why? So why didn't I like it? Um, several reasons um what's the biggest reason that recurs mostly it's like i want to be in i don't want to be the guy that is carrying a movie really yet yet i mean at some point yeah but not yet what is what
0: what's your sense around that i mean what why um because i feel like you get one shot at that the first shot you mean yeah to, and, to, to determine whether or not
1: you get but, to do and, that, and it's the world we live in now. It's kind of the landscape that exists where if something hits great, then you're that guy for you get five more swings, right? But if it doesn't, yeah, you get a stink that is hard to wash off.
0: Mm-hmm. But it, it's interesting that you have to be that aware that in 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 light of the fact that because you look at that that can be kind of a curse. Well, I think I I mean
1: maybe I overthink it, but I I, I just feel like I've I've been very judicious in the things that I've chosen to do and if it's something that's a popcorn movie, whether it's Day of the Earth Stood Still or something where it's kind of like, yeah, I'll do it. It's fun. It'll be a great experience. I get to work with Keanu Reeves and Jennifer Connelly and, and you know, on a big, big, crazy studio movie. So which, you,
0: but also you didn't feel like it was on your back. It ain't on me.
1: Yeah. You know, I'm the guy that dies at the right. end. Right. I'm not the saving the world. So it's kind of like, you know, when when it's that... Time to play that guy. I would. I would rather share the burden with Matt Damon or you know fill in the blank of because because honestly like the new the new paradigm seems to be you know if unless you're Will Smith or Twilight or whatever or a superhero no one makes no one makes adult movies anymore they 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 make they make movies for fourteen year olds that's right and fourteen year olds are attracted to like you know the shredded 28 year old hunky sure. guy
0: yeah but you've got plenty of uh, i would think maybe you know 25 to 75 year old women <laughs> so i mean that's still <laughs> the a pretty is they big don't go to movies we, you can get them to a movie john <laughs> I... so like what do they usually throw your way is it do they cast you as a romantic comedy lead or do they want you as a yeah. action guy or
1: i get i get i get Fortunately I get I get all kinds and uh and I just really I haven't found anything that I've that I've liked. But the you writing. feel
0: that if you found that the uh, alignment yeah, was right. I have
1: no I have no like I have no uh sort of uh attitude of superiority toward any genre. I think romantic comedy done right is great. It's great. And uh it's funny because yeah. it's human. It's like people yeah. but but done wrong, it's awful. Yeah. And and, yeah. and we've seem to be trending toward these kind of super saccharine, weird uh badly made romantic comedies and it's kind of ruined the genre for a lot of people because they kind of go like what is this thing?" and if you look at something like knocked up or bridesmaids those are basically romantic comedies sure and they're just done great yeah and they're really funny right and you know it's it's uh it's kind of a lost art at this point but i think that you know the action genre too like that's what i really dug about the town the town at a certain point was going to be directed by Adrian Lyne and it was a $140 million movie and Brad Pitt was going to be in it and all this you know it's this Hollywood thing I'm yeah. like everybody wants to do it and yeah. they want you for this and I was like wow if these was... people are going to do it that sounds great and then I read the script and I was like wow this is a really weird movie Yeah. and then it went away like those things do and then all of a sudden it came back and Warners was really excited about making it and I was like okay what happened they're like well Ben Affleck's going to direct it he's going to be in it and I was like okay I saw Gone Baby Gone I loved it yeah I thought he was very very uh, capable director mm-hmm. not just some schmuck like yeah. wanted to make a movie right? And, uh, and he completely rewrote the script and basically tore it in half like it became this bare bones kind of lo-fi cops
0: and robbers movie I was like I love it yeah. I'm on board I liked, I, you know, I liked uh, all of that movie up to the point where it's one of those movies where I thought like couldn't he have just been dead at the end
1: it would have been a different movie and i i not i'm not saying i don't agree with you but you know he's yeah. been affleck come on. yeah 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 you got to have
0: him with a beard at the end on a he's got to win he's yeah. got to win yeah. Yeah. but uh now are you adverse to doing a lead in a smaller film i mean have that have those kind of opportunities those have, come those around? have certainly come to but but um uh, those things be- become difficult
1: because if they're not attached to a studio then Attaching yourself becomes, like, a longer commitment. And with the TV show, you gotta always, help it's them, like, I don't that. know if I'm available right, and right. when are we going to shoot it. And right. um, So it becomes a, a trickier negotiation. That's right. all it is. But there's a lot of amazing – I did a, a little movie called Howl that was about uh, Allen Ginsberg. Allen Ginsberg. Yeah, love Alan Ginsberg. And it was a, it was a cool, weird – should never have been made. You like played the lawyer. I played the lawyer, and Franco played Ginsburg and was really great. And I was like, how did this – it was a movie about a poem – yeah. Like how does this movie get made? Right. But a couple of guys in San Francisco and they found some money and they made it and it was really cool and it was it's total like art film. Yeah,
0: there's it right there. The, there's a poster for the uh, anniversary yeah. of how yeah. yeah. I uh yeah, well it's also they, they were able to build it around the cultural uh relevance of that I mean, of it that was, moment. It was
1: it's a, there's there's a million ways to skin a cat. No, sure. no no uh no offense to your cats. But uh, and so there's a million stories to be told too, and
0: like, why not? So you're like, just waiting for a good time. Yeah, you're waiting for the thing that goes. This is fucking it. Yeah. Now, okay, so now let's get around to the 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 final uh, area of questioning. How the hell do you manage? First of all, whatever type of attention is coming at you from the opposite sex, and I imagine the same sex, and and how do you maintain a relationship? Um. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can't even imagine what because I like I was talking to my buddy. Uh, today about it. it it's like you know you're you've made this impact when you know every all the women want to have sex with you and all the guys want to be you but i think honestly you've done something new and that all the women want to have sex with you and all the guys want to be you but they'd have sex with you too if you <laughs> <laughs> if you gave them 10 minutes first of all thank you yes um
1: I you know i think all of that stuff is as ephemeral as as anything ever is the the idea of being a <laughs> you know it's it's it sounds even stupid to say it out loud but a sex symbol is such a is such a movable feast and and it only it it's only given as much power as you give it so if you're the guy that's kind of like walking around like yep this is what (laughs) this is where it's at bring it that's i got it in spades (laughs) um then you're kind of then you're that guy yeah and no one wants to be that guy yeah except the people that do and there are a lot of them yeah um but I don't know. I, I mean, I, you know, I, I'm as I said, like, I was never a club guy because I was always in the wrong... I've always been in the wrong shirt. Right. You know, I, 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 who are, we, who are, are we wearing you? glasses today? Shit, I'm not wearing my glasses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I thought, yeah. glasses are cool now? Yeah. Oh, man. Like, I just... I have I have really good friends yeah. that I've known a long time. Yeah. Um, you know, I've, I've been with my girlfriend now going on 15 years. Um, it's just, It's just a thing. I yeah. don't know. It's just a way of being in the world. I just... I like... I like my life. I like going to right, and you're, you're, I like going to UCB. I yeah. like going, you know, to New York. I like staying at home. You know, right. I mean, it's like I'm, I've been the same person that I've always been. It's just now there's a brighter light shown on me. Sure, and your so your ego is not a monster. No, that's good. No, it's and, it, and I don't think it ever will be. I mean, I, again, part of being raised in the Midwest is having this incredible sense of not only politeness but also kind of. I know my place mm-hmm. you know and, and I had to get over that in a big way coming out to LA because a big part of doing anything in LA is having a little bit of a sense of like self-promotion and, and like sure. yeah why not me give sure. me that job like right. I mm-hmm.
0: deserve it yeah arrogant insecurity the and, American thing the American
1: <laughs> the American ideal yeah but my always my thing was always like, oh, there's probably somebody better that's at it. Don't worry about it. Like I'm fine, and they're like, no, we want you. I'm like, well, no, don't yeah. overthink yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, you probably there's probably a better yeah. guy out there. Call me after you called everybody else. Yeah. You know? Um. But you, so you have to get over that a little bit. But but part of it is also just like, come on, like what, what are we gonna do? I'm yeah. 40, man. I'm not, you know.
0: It's yeah, like yeah, yeah. it's
1: That's all downhill from
0: here. And you, you're not a boozer, or you're not. You've got all that well. shit. Well. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, you know, it's. I'm, 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 you know. But you're I'm not out of not, control. That, I'm guy. not that guy. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's fucking great. Well, I'm uh, congratulations on all your success. Thank you, sir. And thanks for coming by. It's my pleasure. Well, that's it. The uh, the lovely John Ham in the garage. Not Don Draper. I'm glad I was able to. Uh, to get past that, to have a, a nice conversation with John. That is our show, Thursday show. Brian Cranston. Now I'm gonna have to spend a couple days knowing that it's not Walter White, but I'll work that out. Please uh, buy my CD if you'd like. I'm proud of it. Uh, it's called uh, "This Has to Be Funny." That's at uh, iTunes. What else is going on? Go to wtfpod.com. Get on that mailing list. I'm gonna send out a an email every week. Uh, please, if you'd like to donate to the show, I'd love to have you donate to the show. We do have advertisers. We are doing uh, okay with that, but we are pretty self-supporting here. It's a small camp at WTF Pod. The premium package is always available, $250 one-time donation. will get you a few T-shirts, uh, three CDs, the special uh, Best of WTF Volume 1 CD, uh, some stickers, you know, My Love. Isn't that worth something? JustCoffee.coop, op Whoa. Pow! Look out! Ah, yeah. Just shit my pants. That one took a while. I think I'm, uh, I'm getting used to the coffee. But uh, that's available also at WTFPod.com. WTFpod, We're putting a few videos up there. There's some blogging going on. Always interesting to see who shows up to uh, leave comments. It's a certain type of person. You know who you are, and you know what side you're on. Thanks. That's it. I'm gonna go eat some meat and not think it's a dead animal. Like I just took out from under my house different it's different butchered it's treated nicely that's not even true is it fuck i'm eating death